0: This is the Comstock Report podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz.
1: This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. As always, the full harvest brings about fresh comparisons between this year and last year, such as how yields differ and how much prices have changed. Most agricultural commodities are down on supply, so have maintained strong gains since last fall, including corn futures up 27% over last year, soybeans up 23%, wheat up 20%, live cattle up 15%, feeders up 10%, and hogs up 2%. The year-over-year comparisons are particularly helpful for corn and soybeans at this point in the crop season, and because the changes this year reflect how markets have acted following the start of the war in Ukraine. However, it is also important to consider where the grains and all other commodities have come from over a longer period of time. A look at commodity price performance over the last three years is telling because it shows price changes in relation to the fall of 2019, just before the outbreak of COVID led to the government shutdowns, an unprecedented monetary accommodation that preceded today's inflation problem. Over the three-year span, Chicago wheat is up 76%, corn up 72%, soybeans up 48%, hogs up 49%, live cattle up 34%, and feeders up 23%. Natural gas futures currently lead the way on the three-year performance chart, posting a gain of 198% for that time frame. The war in Ukraine and sanctions against Russia seem to be the obvious driver, but most of the gains for natural gas are credited to the rally in 2021, which began in Europe and Asia after the world started scrapping the COVID lockdowns. Heating oil futures are up 108% over the last three years, while gasoline, Arbab, has gained 89% and crude oil 73%. Oil and fuel prices are still up for the year, but they have come down from summer highs as concerns are raised over the prospects of demand. Soil oil futures are up just moderately for the year, but they hold massive gains since 2019 at 119%. Soil oil has benefited not only from extremely short supplies in competing edible oil markets, but also from bullishness over growing processing demand for biodiesel and renewable diesel fuels. There were crop shortages, labor shortages, and export restrictions that helped rally palm oil in Indonesia and Malaysia, while last year's drought cut canola production like the war in Ukraine did for rapeseed and sunflower oils. The fuel side is still ramping up, with several new soy oil processing plants expected to go operational over the next two years. Even as we talk more about soybeans being crushed for their oil instead of that oil being a byproduct of the soy meal supply, there is a strong demand base underpinning the meal market as well. Soy meal futures have been down over the last month but hold a gain of 25% for the year. Fundamental sentiment for a soy meal remains generally bullish, as Argentina, usually the world's largest meal export, is facing such severe drought pressure early in the season. Dry weather already threatens Argentina's soybean crop that yield losses could be offset by more acres if they are shifted away from corn. At the top of the list for current one-year performance is butter, with futures up 71%. Butter has often been in the news recently as the latest food staple to face a shortage. Tight butter supplies start with lower dairy production, but are also driven by short labor availability and high transportation costs. Other notable food commodities are orange juice, which is up 48% for the year, and 86% over three years and rice, with gains of 22% for last year and 42% for the past three years. Food prices have been a target of the central bank in its fight against inflation, but global crop shortages keep general support under the ag market, despite pressure from rising interest rates, the strong dollar, and a shaky stock market. Comparison of recent commodity performance levels definitely shows where the Fed has been effective, but it's hawkish policy action. Interest rates are up, while 10-year Treasury note prices are down 10% for the year, and bond prices are down 17%. The U.S. dollar is up 16% for the year, while the S&P stock futures are down 15%. Displaying one of the biggest swings in performance during COVID to go after the Fed's policy shift is lumber which is down 37% over the past year, but is still holding up 24% for the last three years. At their highs in May 2021, lumber futures would have been more than 450% higher than the year prior. For commodities in general, prices should be higher on the simple basis of stocks being lower than last year and the past several years before. That is the influence of the last three years of massive monetary expansion.